right, beautiful people. It's good to see you guys here. Good Friday service. May the Lord bless you today. Can you guys hear me? Yeah? Cool, cool, cool. Man. Got a good word for you today, tonight, as we come before the word. You know, last year on Good Friday, last year from now, last year we closed our doors and we worshiped at home, right, online. COVID took away a whole year from us. And this year, after a whole year, we're here, back in this place, worshiping the Lord, okay? We're still here. Let me tell you guys something, right? God has not gone away. God has not disappeared. God has not far. The message of Good Friday is still the same, okay? The message of Good Friday is still the same. You know, when we think about Passion Week, there's two symbols that we usually think about. One is the cross, the other is the empty grave, okay? And oftentimes on Good Friday, we think about the cross. But oftentimes when we think about the cross, I want to let you guys know, we, 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 we tend to kind of think about the physical suffering of it. The, in, the indignation that was thrown upon the Son of God. Right? We want to empathize, and so we kind of use our imagination to kind of remember and see the pain, the suffering, the hurt, the indignity, the shame that Jesus faced for us so that in some sort of way we can feel it and at least come to a place of repentance before it. Right? I want to tell you guys something. Today is called Good Friday. You guys know that? It's good for a reason. And if we only focus on the physicalities of the cross... You missed the big picture of what Jesus did. Because yes, the physical nature, the physical suffering was horrendous. The physical reality was, was horrendous and horrific. But the spiritual reality of the cross is astounding. I want you guys to understand. I'm going I'm to do something I've never done before. I'm going to give you guys a positive message. Right? Most of the time, you know, it's mostly like, hey, guys, get your act together. But today I'm going to try to give you a positive message. Because today is Good Friday. Today is Good Friday. And I want to share with you the spiritual reality of what happened on that cross. Yes, my Lord died on that cross. Yes, he suffered on that cross. He, my sins were nailed to that cross with him. He bled. His bones were broken. You know, his, his, his ribs were pierced. His blood was poured out. Yes, it's horrific. But the spiritual reality of it is astounding. The Bible says if you are a believer in Jesus Christ, when Jesus Christ died on the cross, it's as if you died on the cross. And today I want to share with you a passage to let you guys know the spiritual reality of what happened. Three things happened. On that cross for you. Three beautiful, wonderful, awesome, astounding things that happened on the cross for those who called upon his name. For those whom Jesus Christ is their Lord and Savior. Three beautiful things happened on that cross for you. Open your Bibles to Colossians chapter 2 verses 13 to 15. Colossians chapter 2, verses 13 to 15. 
If you guys watching from home, welcome to Good Friday service. Wish you guys came out. We have plenty of room, right, here in this place. Colossians chapter 2, verse 13 to 15. Let me read that for you guys, and we're going to get into this. When you were dead in your sins and in the uncircumcision of your sinful nature, God made you alive with Christ. He forgave us all our sins, having canceled the written code with its regulation that was against us and that stood opposed to us. He took it away, nailing it to the cross. And having disarmed the powers and authorities, he made a public spectacle of them, triumphing over them by the cross. Three unbelievable things, spiritual realities that happened on the cross for you. At the cross, this is the first thing. At the cross, your death died with Jesus. Look at verse 13. It says this. When you were dead in your sins and in the uncircumcision of your sinful nature, when you were dead and could not come out, when you could not raise your hand, when you could do nothing to save yourself, God made you alive with Christ. When you were dead in your sins. Let me tell you what, what, what death died. Okay, the Bible says at the cross your death died with Jesus. What is this death that we're talking about? There's three deaths in the Bible. The first type of death is the physical death. That's the separation from anything that's alive, anything that's living, anything that is tangible. Physical death is a separation of that. And then there's a second thing called the spiritual death. Spiritual death is a separation from God. And the third death mentioned in the Bible is called the eternal death, which is the separation of the living, right? Separation from the living and from God forever. There's three deaths. And now which death died here? God, what, uh, God made you alive with Christ. You were dead in your sins. What was this death that died at the cross? It was your spiritual death. Your separation from God was destroyed on the cross. Everyone who would believe in him, Jesus Christ broke the the barrier, he bridged the gap. Your spiritual separation from God is no more. He remedied the situation. He destroyed that, right? No longer dead to God, but alive in God. No longer are you dead to God, but you are aware of God. You are knowing God. Can I tell you this? You're thinking, okay, that sounds very, sounds very plain, PT. It sounds very generic. Let me, let me break it down a little more for you guys. At the cross, your separation from God was remedied. At the cross, your death died with Jesus. The separation from God that you have had in your whole entire life, that died with Jesus. I don't know how bad last year was for you. I don't know how bad COVID took your year away from you. I don't know how you thought about God this past year. You may have thought to yourself, God is so far from me. He separated himself from me. I can't feel him in any form, passion, or way. Let me tell you something. If you are a son and daughter of the living God, the Bible said your death died with Jesus on the cross. Your death died. You're separate. You are not separated from God. He has never left you. He has never forsaken you. He has never gone away from you. He has been there this past year. Something in your mind has forgotten that at the cross, your death died with Jesus. 
at the cross, the separation between you and God was remedied forever. If there was a son and daughter here in this place who would have the reality of that truth hit their heart and be reminded, my death and my separation from God is dead. It's dead. Then why is it? Why is it that my whole entire year I felt so far from him? Why is it that this whole entire year I felt like he was so distant from me? Why is it that this whole entire year I felt like I couldn't embrace, touch, or even know him? That's on you. That's on you. Because Good Friday tells me what? It is finished. Good Friday, did you not hear the word of your Lord and he said, it is finished? That the bridge between you and the Father is now made clear? Did you not hear in the word of God when it says that now you and God, you have access to the Father? There is no separation. You are not dead, but you are alive. What happened this year, guys? What happened this year, church? What happened this year, brothers, sisters? Did you forget the message of Good Friday? Your death died with Jesus. Whatever separation, whatever exclusive feelings that you felt like God was so far from me, let me tell you something. All the while, God is looking at you. God is watching you and he said this, my daughter, my son, I've never left you. I've never forsaken you. My son died so that we can have access together. Where have you been? Why are you lost? Why have you forgotten? At the cross, your death died with Jesus. Everybody say death. Your death died with Jesus. If you would have the courage to hold that promise. I know you don't feel it. I know you don't experience it. I know that even at this moment, you came here begrudgingly at 10 o'clock. PT is crazy making Good Friday service this late, right? But you're here. And the word of God to you is this. Your death is dead. Separation between me and you is gone. There is no separation. Where have you been? Where have you been, son? Where have you been, daughter? Why have you been hiding? The good news on Good Friday is not just about the physical reality of Jesus' death. That is horrendous. But the good news on Good Friday, let me tell you guys, the good news on Good Friday is that your death is dead. At the cross, your death died with Jesus. Your separation with God died with Jesus. Your separation with God was remedied by Jesus. You and God are in full access with each other. Can I tell you that? Can you believe that? Can you hold on to that for me? Right? If you're sitting there and you're still doubting it, I want you to know this is what the Bible tells me. To those who believe, to those who will call upon his name, he gave the right to be called Children of God, born not of natural descent or a husband's will, but born of God. If Jesus Christ is your Savior, you have never lost. You have never been separate from God. It don't matter where you think you've fallen. It don't matter where you think you've ran to. It don't matter where you think you've gone in your life this past year. God has always said, hey, I'm for you, not against you.
I'm here. You have full access to me. Why have you forgotten? Your death died with Christ. That separation that you, that separation that you think you have is not true. Who has bewitched you? Who has fooled you? Who has lied to your mind to tell you that somehow God looks at you and thinks of you as a fraud? Think of you as a liar. Think of you as a hypocrite. Think of you as deserter. He has never thought that because on the cross, Jesus said, it is finished. It is finished. We're going to sing that song. It's one of my favorite songs in Easter, To Tell Us Die. It is finished. That means this. Your death died with Jesus. You guys believe that? Look at the person next to you and say, your death died with Jesus. Right? You have full access to the Father. He has never left you, church. He has never forsaken. You have lost him. You probably walked away from him. But let me tell you, the whole time this year, he has never forgotten you. And he's wooing you home. And he's telling you, your death died with Jesus. That separation between you and I, it died with Christ. That's the good news. But here's the second good news. Not only did your death die with Jesus, at the cross, your depth died with Jesus. Everybody say depth. Right? Not death, depth, D-E-B-T, right? Your depth died with Jesus. Look at verse 13. This is what it says. He forgave us all our sins. Verse 14. Having canceled the written code with its regulation that was against us. He canceled the written code. Another translation of this, it says he canceled our debt. He canceled... The Greek word here for the word debt or written code is the word you would use for a receipt. You know what a receipt is, right? It's a receipt that says this is what you owe, right, or the bill, this is what you owe, please pay. This is the written receipt that you owe, please pay it. At the cross, Paul is saying your debt died with Jesus, okay, when you go to a restaurant with your salt leader or you go to a restaurant with your kids, your, salt, uh, your, salt, your saltees, your family, your friends, and you all start ordering up a bunch of food. And you start eating and you're having a good time, you're laughing, you're having a good go, right? And all of a sudden, the bill comes, the receipt comes, telling you exactly how much you owe, right, for all that you owe. And somebody has to pay it. And all of a sudden, you look at your friends, you look at your younger brother and sister, they, they look like they have, they're, they're on fire. They do the... Like the padding, like, oh, man, right? You ever done that, right? I see this all the time. I don't, you're wearing a shirt. There's no way you can hide any money here, but you still, like, pat, like you're, like, like, you're on fire. You know what I'm talking about? And you know when that move happened, you're about to pay, right? You know when they bust that move, you're going to have to pay the bill because somebody has to pay the bill. Paul is saying, Paul is saying that your life, apart from Christ, 
when he is not in your life, when he was never there, if he hadn't died on the cross, your life is a receipt. Your life is that receipt, and there is a record of every single thing that you owed. Every single thing you did, every evil thought you uttered, every, every evil word, every evil action, every violation against God's law, it's been recorded. It's on a receipt. It's your bill for sin, and that receipt is miles long. It's a mile long. And yet, today is Good Friday. The Bible said on that cross, your debt is died with Jesus. Your debt died. Look at verse 14. And this, this receipt, this, this thing that you owe, is not just a record, okay? It's not a record. It's something that's accusing you. Look at this. Having canceled the written code with its regulation that was against us, that stood opposed to us, he took it away, nailing it to the cross. It was against us and that stood opposed to us. This record, this receipt of everything that you owed, every thought, every word, every intention, every action, every violation of God's law, every error that you've ever done, it's written in this receipt. And this record is not just some random record that tells you about what you did wrong. This record stands to accuse you. It's condemning you. Something that will seal your fate for all time and for all eternity, separating yourself from God. There is a record and a receipt that we all have. And it's a hopeless situation because it had the power to send you to hell. It's not just a bunch of information about, you know, PT on Thursday night, did this, said this, thought this, wanted this. It accuses you. It tells you you'll never make it. You're worthless. You're a fraud. You're a phony. You're a liar. You're a hypocrite. You're never good enough. You can't rise up from this. You might as well stay down. Continue to be that person because, honestly, if everyone looked at you, they would know that you are a fraud because nobody, nobody knows. What's going on in your heart? But the receipt does. It's written there. Standing to accuse you. And I think in the mind, in your mind, somewhere in that mind of yours, you know it. There's the repetition that I am a fraud. I talk the good talk. I say I'm a good father. I say I'm a good brother. I say I'm a good man. I say I serve this church. But the reality the reality is what I show on the outside is nothing of who I am on the inside. And you are in a hopeless situation. But here's a, here's a crazy thing. Today is what? Today is good Friday. It's not sad Friday. Today is not a lazy Friday. This is not a bad Friday. Today is good Friday. Friday, because today, let me tell you, on the cross, at the cross, your debt died with Jesus. Not only did your separation with God die with Jesus, your debt died with Jesus. Paul says at the cross, 
God or Jesus Christ canceled the debt. The word cancel here, you know what it means? It, it, it has this connotation of erasing something from an entire book, an anthology, a volume, an encyclopedia of all the stuff. You guys are like, what's an encyclopedia? Get it, or right, whatever, right? It just erases it. The canceling of the debt here is Paul's way of saying there was this. This is not used in any other place. This is the only spot that uses this word, okay? It is the taking of an eraser and wiping it clean. In the Bible, in the book of Revelation, there will be a day at the white throne judgment when God stands before all of creation and he opens up the books. And every human being and every soul will come before God and they will have judgment before him based on what is written in their book. And Jesus Christ said in Matthew chapter 12, he said, there will be a day where you will hold account for every single idle word you've ever said. It's in this book. That's the record. That's the receipt. But when you came to Christ, and I pray that you did come to Christ. I pray that you did come to Christ, that you've been with Christ, but last year has been a very long and uh, tenuous year for you. I pray that you do know Jesus Christ as your Savior and Lord. And that last year was just a very tiring year. Because when you came to Christ, that big volume on you, that big record of you, that big book that says PT's life was erased. When you came to Christ, it was as if he took his blood himself and he washed every line from that book. As if it was brand new and there's not a single word on it that condemns you. And how did he do that? By his blood. See, when Jesus poured his blood out on the cross, and you imagine it, if you watch Passion of the Christ, you can see the picture of it, and it is horrendous, and it is physically horrible, but there is a spiritual reality of it because what can wash my sins away? Nothing but the blood of Christ. What can make me whole again, we sing? Nothing but the blood of Christ. See, in Christ, your death is dead. At the cross, your death is dead. It was nailed to Jesus. It was nailed on the cross with Jesus. You know, on Jesus, when he was on the cross, there was a little sign on top of his head. It, was, it said, here lies Jesus, King of the Jews. That was basically um, the... the the verdict of what they did wrong, so that everyone who walked across, they looked at, up at the person on the cross, they would know exactly what the crime was. And Paul says, your sins, your debt, the receipt that you owe for your life, it was nailed on that cross. And you're erased forever. I know some of you guys think, I don't know, PT, I don't feel it, man. I don't know if I'm actually forgiven, PT. You don't know what I've done last year. I don't care what you've done last year. Christ has died. And the good news is your debt is dead. Your debt is dead. He didn't just die for that moment last year. He died for your sins past, present, and future. You, you thought that this year was a surprise to God? You thought what you did this year, God was surprised by that? He died for that. It's already been paid. You've already been free. 
Church, why do you live as if you're still condemned? Why do you live as if your head is still bowed and you walk into this, tent, this, this, this church, this sacred ground, as if you don't belong? This is your house. Are you God's son? Are you God's daughter? Then this is your home. You walk in here with your head held high because Christ died for your debt. Your debt is dead. It's dead, church. I don't care what thoughts you had. I don't care what violations you did. I don't care what you think you didn't do. I don't care your sin of omission by doing nothing. Your debt died with Jesus. At the cross, it's done. The Bible says if we confess our sins, he is faithful and just and will forgive you of our sins and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. You can't be tried. You can't have Jesus die again. He already died for it. You, do you get me? It's already been dead. Peter, you have no idea what I did just before I came here. Dead. Dead. Nailed it to the cross. Erased forever. And on that day when you stand before that white throne judgment and the book of life is opened up to you and they look upon your name, you know what it will say? Righteous in Jesus. It would say this. It would say debt paid in Jesus. Nothing else. You won't see a lick of it, anything else. You won't see the porn that you watch. You won't see the anger, the hate, the gossip, the words. None of that is listed. You know why? Debt is dead. Wash clean. The Bible said Jesus canceled it. He took an eraser of his blood and he wiped that book clean. That is why it's Good Friday. Do you believe it? Oh, I hope you do. I hope you do. I hope you do. Here's the third thing. One more thing died at the cross. Look at verse 15. And having disarmed the powers and authorities, he made a public spectacle of them, triumphing over them by the cross. At the cross, your enemy's demonic power died with Jesus. Everybody say demonic power. Oh, say it like you mean it. Demonic power died with Jesus. Right? The, the MSG, the, 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 the Message Bible has a better way of saying it. Let me, let me read the, the Message Bible to you guys, okay? This is what it says. He stripped all the spiritual tyrants in the universe of their sham authority. And at the cross, uh, at the cross and marched them naked through the streets. He stripped all the spiritual tyrants in the universe of their sham authority at the cross and marched them naked 
through the streets. What is Paul saying here? He's telling you something amazing. At the cross, the demonic, your enemy's demonic power died with Jesus. Paul's making a picture of this thing called the Roman triumph, uh, the, the Roman triumphant march. Roman triumphant march. What does that mean? When a general of the Roman Empire has taken his Roman legions into an enemy territory and he fought the battle and he won. He can't just win the battle. He has to completely win the war. He is completely victorious. And when you won the war and the enemy was totally defeated, the general will return home with his legion walking with him. And as he walked into the gates of Rome, the emperor would meet them and celebrate them and welcome them home. And as the emperor marched, as the, as the general marched forward, his legions behind him, there will be this ginormous parade, people on both sides cheering and screaming and wondering and just, like, just exuberant at the fact that Rome won. And the army would walk through the city carrying, carrying the plunders of war. And the people would see all that Rome did and how they won. And they would carry it and show the Roman citizens, we are victorious. As the citizens watched that, they would say, Rome is victorious. Rome won. Look at what we got. And then, and then, and then, at the back of the march, in chains, stripped naked, are the generals of the opposing side and all his fighting men stripped completely naked and they would be paraded through the streets and it was Rome's way of saying this to the people do you remember that group of people that terrorized you do you remember that group that enemy that you thought would invade us do you remember that group of people that terrified you, that you felt like could not be beat, look at them. They are naked. Look at them. They are in chains. Look at them. They have been stripped of their authority and power. Look at them. They have nothing on you, and you have nothing to fear. And when Jesus, oh my goodness, Jesus disarmed the enemy of your soul. What Paul is saying here, oh, let me read it again. I need you guys to hear this, okay? This is what Paul is saying. Paul is saying, he stripped all the spiritual tyrants, that power that tells you you're no good, that power that makes you feel you cannot win, that power that continuously bog your mind and lie to you, terrorize you, and that you believe that you can't beat. The lies and the temptation that is constantly on you that you think, I'm done for, I'm going to die with this, there's no way I can defeat this. That tyrant, the tyrant, the spiritual tyrants in the universe and their sham authority at the cross and marched them naked through the streets. Jesus disarmed the enemy. It meant this, he stripped them naked. He stripped them of their power. He stripped them of their authority. On the cross, Jesus stripped demonic power of all its worth, authority, and strength. 
On the cross, he rendered Satan ineffective in the life of the believer. He exposed them. He defeated them so that we can see how powerless they really are. At the cross, your enemy's demonic power died. Do you know what that means? Do you know what that means? That means that whatever has bogged you down this past year, whatever that has kept you thinking to yourself, I can't get out of this, whatever power you thought was controlling you and fighting against God in you, let me tell you that power has no authority in you because at the cross, Jesus stripped it of its true authority. He stripped it and he shamed it. He stripped it and he says, you have no power over my people. The only reason why they think you have power over, you, over them is because they have forgotten me. That is the only reason, church, when you lose. Because the Bible tells us the good news is this. You're not defeated. Look at that, that once terrorized you. Look at that, that you think they cannot be beaten. Look at that power that you thought will destroy you. I have shamed it. I have stripped of its authority. I have stripped it of all its might, and it's naked. How foolish of you to believe it has power over you. How foolish of you to believe that somehow you are powerless against it. At the cross, at the cross, your death died with Jesus. At the cross, your debt died with Jesus. At the cross, your enemy's demonic power died with Jesus. Church, you're free. Church, you're free. Church, you are free. Do you get that? You are free. There is nothing holding you. There is nothing suppressing you or oppressing you. If you would remember your God and what he has done. See, the only thing that has kept you down this past year, it wasn't that God was ashamed of you. It wasn't because God was mad at you. Nope. It wasn't because God no longer care about you. Nope. The reason why you felt lost this year was simply this. You've forgotten him. That's it. It's because you have forgotten him. You have let and bewitched by the whatever narrative and words into your life, and it has captured your soul. And you think that you cannot rise or at least you try to do it on your own some of you guys are pretty strong so you kind of been kind of pushing your way through it edging your way through all of this trying to feel like I can make it but you're only human 
right? Most of us are so tired we can't even show up to Good Friday service anymore, right? God is not mad at you, sons and daughters. God is not upset with you. He loves you. At the cross, it is finished, Jesus says. At the cross, you are forgiven. At the cross, your debt is paid. At the cross, that separation between you and God is no more. At the cross, whatever power you think holds and controls you is not there. The only thing that has kept you away is that you have forgotten your God. That's why so many times Jesus says, or God says, you have forgotten your first love. Oh, my people, you have forgotten your first love. And when you have forgotten your first love, you run towards every other type of love. You run after your career thinking that, you know what, if I can make my career great this year, things will be better. You run after your own looks. If I can make myself look great this year, I will feel great about myself. You run after whatever it is, your next hobby. If I can just learn something new, I will probably feel good and not waste my time this year. You have forgotten your first love. And so no wonder, no wonder you feel separate from God. You know, as your pastor watching you for a whole year, you know, one thing that's really was very nerve-wracking upon my soul was not that I, I, I worry whether your salvation was lost. Was that I worry whether you have really remembered who your God is. That you've been so distracted by so many things around you that you have forgotten the one who died for you. Tonight is Good Friday, church. I don't want you to think about the nails on the cross. I don't want you to think about the thorns upon his crown. I don't want you to think about the spirit that pierced his side. I want you to think about the spiritual reality of his death. That at the cross, your death is dead. At the cross, your debt is dead dead. At the cross, your enemy's demonic power over you is dead. That is the good news. And if I would have sons and daughters who would declare that, who would live that, who would believe that, who would live out the truth of that, oh, let me tell you guys something. 2021 will be a crazy year. It will be a year of real restoration. So as I invite the praise team up here a little bit, I want us to bow our heads. I want to pray, guys. I want to pray. I want you to pray this year that this year would not be like last year. If you felt like last year was a year where you were so lost with the Lord, I want you to pray that this year will not be the last year. Not just to will it, but I want you to pray in such a way where you are asking and telling God or reminding yourself, God, I know who I am. I am your son. When have I forgotten that? Who has bewitched me from that? I know who I am. Bow your heads.